cowpoke when riding out one dark and windy day. Upon the ridge he rested as he went along his way. When all at once a mighty herd of red-eyed cows he saw a plowing through the ragged sky and up the cloudy draw. Paper ends were still on fire and their hooves were made of steel. Their horns were black and shiny and their hot breath they could feel. A bold of fear went through him as they thundered through the sky. For he saw the riders coming hard and he heard the mournful cry. Faces gaunt, their eyes were blurred, their shirts all soaked with sweat. They're riding hard to catch at her, but they ain't caught him yet. For they gotta ride forever on that range up in the sky, on horses snorting fire. As they ride on, hear their cries. I am. Riders looked on by him, he heard one call his name. If you want to save your soul from ever riding on a range, well, then, cowboy, change your ways today, or with us you will ride, trying to catch the devil's herd across these endless skies. Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our co-host, Miss Bobby Jean Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Gary. Delightful to hear your voice. How the heck are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing all right, but we're having technical problems today, so it's kind of like, you know, I'm not sure what we're doing, but we're trying to get it done. So anyway, (laughs) it's like weird, really weird. But anyway, anyway, hey, it is such strange weather here in Nashville today. It is like 66 and thunderstorms, and tomorrow it's going to be in the 30s with snow. So how's the weather out in Albuquerque? It's beautiful. (laughs) Blue sky, um, 
let's see, I don't know, maybe we're going to be in the 50s today. Yesterday was quite windy in, in the 50s and then 40s. Of course, nighttime is cold, but um, it's really lovely. No no complaints. We don't have uh, we don't have what California is dealing with, and we don't have what you're dealing with. So we're in the know, land was, of enchantment. I was, yeah, I was thinking about you with all of the rain they're having out in California. And, yeah. and aren't you glad you're in New Mexico now? Oh, I'm really praying for a lot of people that we know that are um, that are dealing with tremendous rainfall. And it's um, you always you know you always want rain in the West. You never really want to wish it away, but um, you also would like to have it in some kind of moderation you, that you know land can handle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That is right. That is right. Well, talking about moderation, we have a show that is not going to be moderate today. We have a lot <laughs> of great guests. And and uh, tell us who our first guest is, because we're really looking forward to having her back. A uh, good friend, Claudia Nygaard, returns, and she's always, uh, yeah, unmoderated. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, guess well, we're looking forward to this and with Claudia and catching up with her. And then in the second hour of the show, we've got our good buddy, Mr. Robert Eversole, the Trailmeister, that will be joining us on Saddle Up America. So we've got a lot of great music, a lot of great conversation, and a lot of great information that's coming your way today on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. But right now, let's listen to a great song by Claudia. It's one called Prairie Fire. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Claudia Nygaard today on the Campfire Cafe. Yeah. 
winning Campfire Cafe on EquestrianLegacy.net. We just heard Prairie Fire from the album Somewhere Else to Go, written and performed by today's featured guest, Claudia Nygaard. A winner of both the prestigious Kerrville and Tumbleweed Folk Festival song competitions, Claudia Nygaard offers up heartfelt, humorous, scrappy, and sensual little slices of Americana, and does so with a daredevil vulnerability. Her latest album, Lucky Girl, rose to number five on the Folk Alliance radio chart and received generous airplay on the Americana chart. Claudia is a charismatic performer with a quick wit and a deeply emotive amber honey voice who sandwiches her songs in between outlandish monologues. And that is so true. (laughs) Country Standard Time has this to say, Nygaard is fearless. She often says in song what many of us would be reluctant to admit to in conversation. Please welcome back to Campfire Cafe, a songwriter and performer recognized for crafting groundbreaking songs from her unique perspective and a good friend of Gary's and mine. Welcome, Claudia Nygaard. Hi, Claudia. Hi, how are you guys? <laughs> hey, Claudia, I don't think I've heard an introduction quite like that one before from Bobby. Well, it was quite uh, I'm embarrassingly on the money, I think. Well, well, well. Hey, you know, it's been a while since you've been on the show. And uh, you know, we've been through a is... pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, time is going by a lot faster nowadays. Have you noticed? <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It has. But what what were you up to during the pandemic? Um, How did you keep yourself You busy? know, I did a lot. I turned kind of into a domestic goddess. I really <laughs> really? You know, wait, well, when you're on the road all the time, you always have these ideas. You know, what's funny for me is that when I'm headed out, like, it doesn't matter where if I'm going to the Northeast or I'm going to the West Coast. I'm thinking about music and what I'm going to do and blah, 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 you know. The minute I turn around, if it's Seattle, if it's San Francisco, if it's Los Angeles, the minute I turn around and start working my way home, I start thinking of all this stuff I want to do when I get home. It's like a mm-hmm. barn sour. You know, you're, you're mm-hmm. probably your listeners know what barn sour is. I don't have to explain it for a change. I know what they but, do. 
Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm I get barn sour and I just you know it's like okay peach don't fail me now let's get turn these wheels and get going and uh, what happens is I think about all this stuff I want to do when I get home and then I get home and I don't do any of it. <laughs> you know, it's just sort of like <laughs> fantasy land. I'm gonna, I think I'll paint my dresser. I think I'll, you know. So when COVID hit, I did a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of stuff that I really didn't plan to do, but just like I, I thought, one day I thought, well, I'll take this old contact paper off the shelves in my pantry. That led to not only, oh, actually, no, I was actually going to hang a shelf. I was going to add a shelf in my pantry. And so I had to take out the shelf above it in order mm. to do that. And so when I took out that shelf, I had to take everything off and put it on the dining room table. And then I took that shelf out. And I thought, well, as long as I've got this shelf out, I might as well take the contact paper off of it. Well, then I ended up taking all the contact paper off all the shelves. Then I ended up having to sand them all because they had that sticky stuff on them. Then I thought, well, as long as I got that off, I might as well stain them. And then it looked so nice. I thought, well, I can't put cans on top of these stained shelves without some protection. So, of course, I had a polyurethane on them. And then after that, I thought, well, I can't put them back in the, in the pantry with this funky old white stuffed-up paint. I need to paint it the same color as the kitchen. So long, long story short, I had about five projects like that during COVID. Oh, wow. Where just one thing just led to another. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also did a lot of writing. I wrote a boatload of songs, which was great. Uh-huh. Well, really when nice. will those be back in? The, when will we be in the studio with those? Uh, pretty darn soon. I'm uh, doing uh, pre-production right now, getting ready to uh, just making sure I've got all the right keys and the right tempos. That's who I've squandered most of my money during my life is cutting things too fast or too slow or too high or too low. So I, I always make sure now, you know, that I've got that off. I make voice and guitar demos of everything first, make sure I know exactly what I, what I want the tempo and key to be. You know, when you go in the studio, as long as you've got a good drummer and you have it in the right key and the right tempo, you can always fix it. You know, you can always bring mm-hmm. some of the player in and fix something the previous player did, but you can't do it once if it's too high or too low or too fast or too slow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that. Um, and I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm Jones and re-record a bunch of songs I recorded in the olden days, including the one you just played. I really want to um, do it a little differently. But, you know, I was thinking while, 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 you were li- while you were playing that, that that pasture that I used to ride across, that's all underwater right now. Wow! Yeah, wow. Our ranch was in was in Wilton, you know, and uh, Wilton is one of the areas that really got hit. That's where that guy drowned in his car, so sadly. Wow! And there's, wow. there's it's a wow. uh, it's a uh, south of Sacramento and north of Lodi. It's about halfway between okay. the two, and uh, that's where our ranch was. And uh, still, is there's still a Nygard Lane there? <laughs> and, oh wow! And so, yeah. My dad put a road in and called it Nygaard Lane, and it went up through the middle of the property. And uh, we had 100 acres originally, and then as my parents aged, they sold it off in blocks, you know, 20 acres here, mm-hmm. 20 acres there. And by the time they were gone, we were down to 20 acres. And um, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. sisters and I divided that into five-acre ranchettes and sold it, and Nygaard Lane went right up the middle of those five-acre ranchettes. So I, w- I was wishing I had a phone number for somebody that, lives on that lane now. I'd like to know just how bad it is, but 
Because yeah. I've seen a whole lot of stuff on the news about Wilton, you know, being underwater and all. Our rent yeah. is five feet above sea level, so, you know, do the math, you know. Wow. With, wow. You know, with wow. the wow. River nearby and a big, big canal on one side of it and, you know, creeks running through it. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's, it's on the side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, we keep all of our friends out in California in our prayers right now. It's just yeah. been amazing to watch coverage on the news and to see how many millions of people have been in danger. And, and uh, what was it, 98% of California was in danger of flooding? I mean, it was like horrible. Oh, I know. Horrible. And, you know, my sister is in uh, the wine country, and she's was like, I text her, she's like, I can't talk now. Craig, her husband, Craig and I are bailing out the the, the uh, basement. <laughs> they had oh. of water in the basement, and their pump oh. died. It was actually my dad's pump from 60 years ago. It was probably on oh, wow. like anyway, but they got a new pump, and they were putting that in today. So, but but yeah, it's it's bad. But then you know they they need the water. I mean, my sister had to drive mm-hmm. through a fire years ago when they had all those fires mm-hmm. in Northern California. Mm-hmm. They had to literally. Right. Drive down a road with fire going up on each side. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. because they've either got fire to deal with or they've got flooding and mudslides to deal with. And I guess mm-hmm. the mudslides, mm-hmm. will just, you know, that'll be next. Um, yeah, yeah. they anyway. go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, you are a lucky girl to be in Nashville <laughs> not having to deal with yes, that, which leads us <laughs> right into our next song. And that's the title cut from the CD. It's Lucky Girl. We're going to come back and talk more with Claudia Nygaard today on the Campfire Cafe. My great, great, great granddaddy on my mama's father's side Went rowing down the Norway coast with four friends and his bride When a big storm came around and all his four friends drowned And there wouldn't be a me But when he rose up from the sea to gasp for air He had great, great, great grandmama by the hair And my great granddaddy on my mama's mama's side Homesteaded in North Dakota back in 1885 He built a house of earth where his wife gave birth Then diphtheria hit town and took four of their kids down The ground was broke Couldn't bury them till springtime flowers rose And I complain about the weather I complain about warm beer I complain I'm getting older When I'm lucky I'm still here I complain about the driving And you know that that's just wrong When I get to where I'm going I get paid for singing songs Girl. And then there's my grandmother on my father's side Married to a man who drank, she had to leave behind She raised her kids alone, worked her fingers to the bone 
songwriting competition and it charted high on the folk alliance radio song chart and album chart and it is such a great song she is our featured guest today so uh, claudia um i love that song and that reminder when you know when you say about the things you complain about you know warm beer or whatever and we think back to um what our forefathers you know even even not that many years ago you know what what they went through to just create life every day and we complain oh, about no. did you you know you didn't answer my text yet you know people waited like <laughs> six months for mail you know so <laughs> yeah and a lot of it, it kind of puts, right <laughs> yeah it puts everything in in perspective you um you know with a name like Nygaard and you have to when you're spelling it out we have to remember there's uh two A's I think side by side. You posted a yeah. really fun picture on your Facebook page. I think of you and your sisters wearing like Viking um hats. Yeah. Viking hats. <laughs> yeah, so my you know yeah, your heritage plays a big role in in a lot of what you write about. You want to talk a little bit about your family? Sure. Um, yeah. My well, my ancestors came. That all, every verse in that song is a true story. I mean, my that that first verse where my great 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 granddaddy actually did. You know, in in those days, the church was the only thing in town that kept records. They kept records mm-hmm. of births and deaths, so they recorded the death of the four people that were on that boat that drowned. And my great Many great grandfather, when the boat capsized, he grabbed the hull with one hand and literally grabbed my great 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 grandmother's hair with his other hand and pulled her up. We're talking the North Sea here. This is not the Bahamas. Yeah. Wow. You know? Yeah. Pulled her up <laughs> out of the sea. I mean, I would not be here had he not been able to grab her by the hair. You know, yeah. and then and it, and it just goes on like that. I mean, and then in in that second verse, my great grandfather uh, was in the Dakota. They were in the Dakotas, and diphtheria came was the, the big pandemic they had then. And my grand, my great grandparents lost four children in two weeks' time. Mm-hmm. And this is mm-hmm. North Dakota in January. They couldn't bury oh. them. They couldn't yeah. break the wow. ground because it was frozen. So wow. they had to put them in a silo for the winter. And, oh, you know, wow. I just, I mean, 
I, it doesn't get any harder than that, you know, losing mm-hmm. four kids in two weeks' time. I wouldn't be here probably except for my grandmother was being breastfed at the time, and she probably had all of her her mother's immune, you know, uh, uh, what it, you know, her all her immunity, you know, whatever uh-huh. my grandmother had, you know, to to bugs and stuff. So, you know, just I, I mean, just really when you think about all of that, you know, my grandmother, my my grandfather, my father's father was an alcoholic. And he disappeared, and my grandmother raised her two kids by scrubbing floors and and cooking in a cannery. You know, I mean, just and I and I complain, you know, because I don't have a bigger audience. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they probably didn't complain much themselves, did they, through all of that? Uh -uh. Or if they did, they kept it to themselves. Yeah. Well, everybody was going through the same thing too, unless you were the Vanderbilts or something, you know. Yeah, and um, right. so it's—I mean, it's just really—it's uh, just really—we're jaded, you know, in America here. I mean, you think about it. I mean, we had this big pandemic, and people were complaining because they had to wear a mask. Really? <laughs> you know? I mean, it's like, really? You know? What, would you rather die of Spanish flu? I mean. Mm-hmm. Spanish during the Spanish flu, they not only had the oh, Spanish, yeah. they were in World War One trenches with the Spanish flu. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so we yeah, just really I, need to give it in perspective. I think it's a gift of um, songwriters and and other create the creative spirits out there that speak on behalf of you know bringing to our attention some of these kinds of things. You know, we just go about our our life, we write our Amazon reviews or, you know, we blog about something we're unhappy about or, you know, whatever we do. And it's like, we need, we need the voice of artists um, to, to point out to us, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what, what's you important know? <laughs> to oh, I be think thinking about. Job. It really is. Yeah. That's, that's our job. You know, I mean, that's what we're for. And, and you know, what's interesting. I was, having a conversation with somebody yesterday about, you know, the fact that when I first started this, I was just going to do it for the summer. I was going to sing for the summer. <laughs> you know, I was say how many decades ago that was. But, um, you know, I've ended up playing music for a living my whole life. And most, a lot of people would, would be think, well, that's a really scary existence. I mean, there's no financial security whatsoever to being a musician. But people who are creatives, I think they're, I think they're, they have a tolerance for higher risk than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think the passion to create is stronger than the fear of mm-hmm. you no know, security. Mm-hmm. You know, it outweighs it. I, mm-hmm. And that same, that same uh, lack of makes you write songs that people think, wow, that's pretty bold to say that in public. (laughs) Needs to be said. Needs to be said, usually. And now we're back to my introduction. (laughs) There you go. But, yeah, you know, I mean, that's my job. My job is to to be a a spotlight, you know, on stuff. And to see things. And you know what? When you've been doing it as long as I have, you start seeing it in a metaphor. 
you know, you, you I mean, life, life is like everything I see becomes a metaphor. I, I speak in metaphors now. I've been writing songs for so long that it just comes out, you know, that way. I just start, I, I just see that, I have that kind of a relationship bend in my head that when, when I have a topic, I think of a met, there's a metaphor there that's part uh-huh. of that topic. It's just really interesting. That's fascinating. Probably a little, probably sick, but I, <laughs> probably maybe no. ill. But, but that's how it goes. <laughs> um, Gary, do you want to, um, do we want to set up the next song? We do. Tell us about 12 Little Red Heartaches. This is an interesting oh. title. Yeah, well, you know, life imitates art, and sometimes art imitates life. <laughs> and I I had um, received those uh, those roses, and I couldn't quite tell what the sender meant. You know, I was confused um, because we had just not really. Well, I don't want to get into it too personally, but but anyway, it just, um, yeah, right. I just, it's like if anybody wants to know anything about my life, all I have to do is listen to my songs. Just listen to a song, that's it. Yeah, but it's, that's where it came from. Um, he sent me a dozen red roses. And well. I, as, as they sat in the vase and withered and died, I just was like, Claudia, you need to get over this guy, you know? <laughs> and that's where the song came from. Twelve Little Red Heartaches. Let's take a listen to it and come back and talk more with Claudia today on the Campfire Cafe. One telling me 
that song. Well, we were heartache. Claudia Nygaard. You know, I'm listening to this, and I was just sitting here thinking, Claudia, you travel and tour both on the East Coast and the West Coast. Do yeah. you do you take different music to different coasts? Because we're going to get into some more of the Western type stuff a little bit later in the show. But but is your yeah. music different as you travel? Well, yes and no. I mean, if I don't play his left side everywhere I go, I'm in trouble. And I would yeah. do that pretty Western. <laughs> Um, you know, and you know what's funny is uh, I'm getting ready to do a show, a live stream show Sunday night, and I'm calling it um, Daddy's. What did, what, did, what did I come up with? Wait a minute, I forget what I called it. Ah, beans. Anyway, it's um, it's it's going to be. Oh wait, it's on here. But I, I, I was. It's called uh, Songs by Daddy's Girl. And ah. last night I was figuring out his songs that my father influenced, you know, yeah. um, which is, my dad was in the cattle business, you know, so, I mean, come by it honestly, you know, and so, right. uh, so, I mean, I spent my whole life, you know, around cows and, uh, and tromping across Adobe. So, uh, this is called Songs by Daddy's Girl. So last night I went through my, my song list of the songs that I perform and I was making a, a, a master list of the songs to pick from. I have 25 songs that my father influenced. Wow. wow. <clears throat> 25. And some of them are just, I mean, and they're all, you know, it's just like the um, the album I'm working on now is very Western. It's the most Western I've ever done. And it's uh, it's songs that, that uh, but there's, a, there's two or three songs on it that I wrote years and years ago when I lived in Los Angeles. And uh, one of them, you know, is really interesting. It, it's called um, The Man from Santa Fe. And it used to be called Miss Jenny and the Man from Santa Fe. And and I ended up taking the song. The lyrics are the same. I completely changed the feel of it. And wow. it's got this really different texture now and this really different kind of pocket, kind of groove. And it's much cooler. You know, because the thing is, I'm a much better guitar player than I was all those years ago. And so, yeah, you know, yeah. I, you take these songs, and that's another thing I did a lot of. You were asking what I did during COVID. Uh, when when I started doing live stream shows during COVID, you know, when you play, there are certain songs that I've written that I have to play wherever I go because they're, for lack of mm-hmm. a better word, they're my hits. You know, I mean, they're mm-hmm. the songs that people mostly, as I was mentioning the song, His Left Side, that I wrote about my dad. If, if I don't play that song everywhere I go, people say, you didn't do your dad's song, you know. And, and there's other ones like that where if I don't play them, if I don't do J.C., you know. You didn't play mm-hmm. J.C., you know, there's, which is a song about, for the audience, is a song about I wrote about a guy that worked for my father, uh, who's our uh, ranch hand. Anyway, if I don't play those particular songs, I get complaints. So that kind of limits you when you're touring. It's like half of your set list is already decided by the audience, you know, and then you've got gotcha. new songs you want to throw in there. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if I'm playing in, if I'm playing in Massachusetts, i got a song about the Red Sox I want to play, you know. And and mm-hmm. so there's, you know, there's different songs that are kind of regional. If I'm in New Mexico, I want to play New Mexico, a song I wrote about New Mexico, mm-hmm. you know. So, so mm-hmm. there's different ones that take precedence. And so what I'm finding... When I tour, when I started doing these live stream shows, though, 
you have the same audience coming back. I mean, there'll be people mm-hmm. from Massachusetts and people from New Mexico and people from right. California and all over the country that come back all the time. And so you're don't, not wanting to do the same songs over and over again. So I started pulling out songs I haven't played for a while, for a long time, some of them. And it was a blast. It was so fun because a lot of these songs I had kind of retired and thought they weren't that good. But then I discovered it wasn't that the songs weren't that good. It's just that my song, my my guitar playing back in those days wasn't that good. And so <laughs> when I started playing them, it was like, why did I stop playing this song? This is a great song. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> right, so right. Kind of, How fun. Kind of like all of a sudden my repertoire just blossomed, you know. So it's now, changed. I mean, I've... Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I've got like 300 songs, you know, so it's hard when I, cause sometimes I want to play a certain song and, you know, but I always have at least probably, I'd say it's at least half Western because simply half my catalog is that way, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I'm, mm-hmm. when I'm on the East Coast, you know, that's like I just filmed a video for the new album with this horse I madly fell in love with. I think Bobby heard me say this in New Mexico that, I fell in love with this horse named Tucker that I shot this video with. I mean, I had like, you know, when you fall in love with somebody, how you can't stop thinking about them after you meet them? Mm-hmm. Right. That's the way I felt about Tucker. I haven't been in love with a horse since I was 13. It was great. But anyway, <laughs> but that was on Cape Cod, you know, which is not a place you would think I would end up filming a, a video with a horse. But but I did because um, Tucker was there and, and I was there and, and he was a great horse, although he was supposed to be a yeah. belly, so we had to watch the shots, but it was, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just curious, you know, it's, it's because, you know, a lot of our guests don't really travel across the country performing. They usually travel kind of to the West uh, or up into yeah. Canada, but you travel all across the country. And so I was just curious as to about how you how you decided what songs to play in a set. This is a song that I have a feeling that if you don't do it, you get in trouble with as well. And this is one called Miss Kitty. And uh, and oh, yeah. I, every time I watch Smoke, I have to think about you and the song. So how did you come up with this? Um, well, I was brainwashed as a child every Saturday night. <laughs> I was like, when we got our first television set, you know, I wanted to watch American Bandstand, and Daddy said, that our TV only got westerns. <laughs> <laughs> we watched Gunsmoke every Saturday night when it came on. I mean, that was my dad's standby. And then when we had three reruns, we watched them again. You know, so, oh gosh. Um, she was, but she was probably a role model for me. Kitty was. Yeah. I, um, you know, I mean, it was her, Donna Reed, and Donna Reed was like. You know, God, do I really want to vacuum in high heels? You know, I thought, no. I'd rather ride horses <laughs> and carry a gun and, you know, save my man when he's being attacked by some guy, you know, with a gun. And, yeah, I just, it was just, she got to wear prettier dresses and she had more adventures. <laughs> so she became my role model for life, I think. And that, it just, it was so funny. It was just, uh, I remember just thinking one time, man, you know, that show went like, 40 years or 30, 30 something years and he, never once did he ever kiss her. You know, <laughs> sort of like the old, the, there was a joke uh, when I was a, a, a 
little bit older than a teenager, but not much. And it was uh, about television in the 50s. Said it wasn't the hop, skip, and the jump between twin beds that wore out the rug. It was the slow drag back. (laughs) I thought about about all those TV shows in the 50s, how they always had twin beds, you know. And I I thought, right. And then it made me think about, you know, Matt Dillon and Miss Kitty, and they never had any kind of, you know, romantic relationship, although it was so plainly there that they were in a relationship. It was. Yeah. (laughs) This is a great song. Let's take a listen to that and come back and talk more today on the Cat Podcast. She's self-employed and runs a business out of her home. Once is enough, I think, 
1977 in the December Christmas program or something, and they they listen. You think, oh, they're gonna they're gonna kiss, they're gonna kiss, they're gonna kiss, and then yeah, they go, that that's the right. show you're talking about. Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know the show you're uh, you know, talking about. The video, there's a video of that song that has had over 300,000 hits on it. Wow. It was uh, made by uh, by a woman uh, on the West Coast who has a whole page uh, of Amanda Blake uh, videos. And yeah. so I, I was, I was going to make one. And then I went, you know, and I was Googling Gunsmoke and Googling Miss Kitty and Googling... You know, around, and I ran across this one and said, come on, Marshall, give Miss Kitty a kiss. And I thought, somebody stole my song. And I clicked on it, and it was me. (laughs) 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 But I have a video of it myself on my page where she gave me, the gal sent me the the video, and I use it in live show when I have a theater performance with a big screen behind me. I put that up behind when I'm singing that song, and so I have a video of that with me in the front and the, and the video running in the back, and I have that on on my um, YouTube page, which is Claudia Nygaard, by the way, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, C L A U D I A N Y G A A R D, and uh, and so anyway, I have that on on my YouTube page, and that's had over thirty thousand hits. But wow. I can't make a dime on it because I don't have a thousand subscribers. So if anybody well today we to need to ask people video. to go and subscribe. Yeah, people need to subscribe to your YouTube page so you can make a little money. Yeah, because I'm up to three hundred thirty-three, yeah. so I'm a third of the way there. <laughs> but I need uh, oh, I need to God. get up to a thousand, and uh, it's it's a great video though. I mean, she did an incredible okay. job on it. It's just every line. She, every line of that song has just the perfect, you know. She did a much better job than I could have done because she's just so, so much more familiar with, you know, the work. So the and plus, mm-hmm. I can't be sued by CBS. So financially. Well, you have a you have tons and tons and tons of great songs, and uh, and and it's difficult to go through and try to select music. To share with our oh, audience thanks. when you're off, you're welcome. But uh, th- this one was—I mean, it's just a really great song. It's one called "Montana Wind," and uh, oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna play that one now and come back and talk more with Claudia in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. Stay with us. <laughs> On a cold winter's night Up in Cusack With a midwife at her side With one good push left She took a deep breath And then heard that baby's first cry As folks heard that blue northern side It came whistling down through the treetops As the moon lit the snow bright as day And God's creature 
question And then held his breath Till she said she'd be his bride And as he let that breath go The wind schedule and such oh sure and by the way that last song was played that's definitely going to be in the show on sunday <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a definite bad song um 
Yeah, I'm going to be. Uh, oh, well, I'm not. I'm actually staying home to record this album. You'll be happy to hear. Finally, I've been talking about this album for forever, but I'm going to actually get it done. Um, and uh, so I'll be home until the first of March, and then I'm up to New England again. Well, I'll be working my way up the east east coast, and then uh, and then I'll, I'll be in the Midwest in April, and I'll be. Looks like I just booked a gig, I think, on the West Coast for July 1st. So I think that's going to be around when I'm going to try to release the album, I think. I'm not sure yet. Anyway, um, I've, they can find me by going to my website. It's the best place, um, dot com, And that's basically the same thing for everything if if you're on Instagram or you're on um, uh, Facebook or whatever whatever, whatever platforms you you frequent it's usually you can usually get there by just tapping the at sign and then Claudia Nygaard and it'll pop up but I suggest um, my website is the best way because then you can get to everything from there um, and if you only want to do one thing, I'd say probably YouTube is good because YouTube will have all my live stream shows for the when I'm doing them. I'm about to put one up uh, when I get off the phone here. I'm gonna gonna create the live stream show, so the link will be there uh, in the next hour or so. And that's where you can subscribe on her YouTube channel. Yes, and please, please do, please do. <laughs> and you got a show that's gonna be you're gonna do a show Sunday. Yeah, Sunday night at 7 p.m. Central. So, All right, we'll be yeah, watching. So. Now, this time, no floods, okay? Yeah, no kidding. I tried to do one for the audience. <laughs> so I tried to do one Christmas Eve Eve, and I had four pipes burst. Not not burst, four pipes yeah. freeze. Two of them burst in the garage. Oh, my And it actually God. froze my washing machine. I didn't know your washing machine could freeze. I was trying <laughs> oh, to put... I put these I put these wet towels out, you know, to, to mop up the water, and put them in the in the in the washing machine to put them on the spin cycle. But the, your your refrigerator your washing machine for those of you who don't know this never really completely empties out, and so the water that was uh. in it froze and it wouldn't the machine wouldn't spin. Oh, so I had to put these soaking wet towels in the dryer, which took forever. But um, but it did finally thaw out, and then it still worked fine. But it just wouldn't spin because it was frozen. Oh my goodness! No idea. And the pipes. Bobby, that's <laughs> what happens. That's what happens when the temperature in Nashville, Tennessee, is minus two. You have yeah. things that break, freeze. So well, you know, and not especially if you have if you have garage doors that are basically curtains. <laughs> my my next big expense is going to be insulated garage doors because that would cause all the trouble. Oh, there you the go. Well, Claudia, you have absolutely been great to have on the show. We look forward to having you back when the new album is out. So be sure and let us know when yes. that happens too. Okay. All oh, right. I will. I will. I will. So it's so fun to visit right. you guys. Thanks for well, having me. Well, it's great to visit. Well, you're welcome. Good to have you with us. We're going to close out this segment of the show with uh, one called Big Country, and it's Claudia Nygaard. She's been our very special guest today on the Campfire Cafe. We had names like Sean and Colleen when we reached the harbor. 
as quick to wink as fight with a twinkle in our eyes. And we planted potatoes and rolled up our sleeves, washed clothes and built factories and hung on to a dream that wouldn't die. We had names like Katrina and Oli when we crossed the prairie. We were strong and sound and no stranger to the wind and snow. And that old blue northern, she blew and she blew. But we pulled our coats out and said, we're tougher than you will hang on. No matter how hard you blow. We've got a big country that holds so many dreams. A big country and more in common than it seems. We are love and hope and know what freedom means. We share a big country that holds so many dreams. We had names like Juan and Maria when we crossed the river. With a dream of manana in a place where the corn could grow. We took the jobs with the smallest of pay. The only ones that Gringo will give away and hung on to a dream that grew so slow. We had names like Rachel and Ruby and Yoko and Lee. Sitting Bull and Sacagawea, Muhammad and Fatima. Mr. Robert the Trailmeister Eversole. Hey, Robert, how are you? 
Hey, it's good to hear you guys. Doing well, thanks. Good to have you. Good to have you. Bobby, are you back? Bobby had that stepped away no. for just a minute. <laughs> he, he just stepped, yeah, I think he just stepped away for just a minute. But, hey, I saw where you had gotten some cookie cutters and and then made somebody some cookies and shipped them to them. I did. And, <laughs> and not and just like, Bobby, but... Uh, but but a whole bunch of of, of nieces. <laughs> oh, well, I just wanted to fun. mention that I had not gotten any of those cookies. I just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> Duly noted. Them. I heard about them. Let me tell you. I heard <laughs> well, about that's them. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. somebody ought, ought to send me their their mailing address, and I'll make sure to rectify that that issue. Uh, I think probably we'll do that right after the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, but before you do that, I think we need to ask Bobby, are they worthy of shipping? Just because they got shipped doesn't mean that they're worthy of shipping. Oh, they're very tasty. I like the – you have a little – you've added a little something to the icing. What, What did you add to that icing that makes it so tasty? I found some lemon extract in the cupboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just Give put a little beer. bit of that in there, and it's a little something different. I got yeah. bored in the yeah. kitchen one day. <laughs> well, Jim, Jim, uh, Jim began eating them the day they arrived, and I said, no, 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 I'm going to take pictures. I'm going to take pictures. But um, by the time I got around to taking pictures yesterday, that's pretty much all we have left. Oh my! Well, well, they, we must not have liked them that that much because they lasted quite a while. Well, you you pack them very nicely in zip ziploc bags, and you put them in that nice you know box. So they mostly didn't. I only let him eat the broken ones first, and oh, okay. um, there were just a few. There were a few you know that that broke, or I they might have broken once they got here in order to be eaten. You know, that that, that has been known to happen. (laughs) I'm just glad you guys liked them. And the cookie cutters, how nifty. Yeah, aren't they fun? Oh, very, very. You know, it's it's something other than than my star and and my circle that I had previously. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was tickled to death. Oh yeah, you have quite an assortment of cookie cutters. Quite is an understatement. I had to yeah, find got, a tin, yeah. a great big tin to put them in. <laughs> so oh. yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. They're really well made. They're made in the USA and cookie cutters um and and Clark cookie cutters are Really, really well known, really, really well made, stand the test of time, and very reasonably priced. So we are delighted to carry them. Yeah. <laughs> I was just delighted to receive them. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah, but thank you. Yeah. Well, You're welcome. Uh, now, now I can make sugar cookies throughout the year, and, and it will be yes. something. <laughs> Although I have to admit, the whole the icing thing, you know, with yeah. the different colors and whatnot, you get one color from my cookies, pretty much, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that becomes the trademark, you know, Baker oh. Robert, um, you know, signature thing. Yeah. Monochromatic. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, the well, I was great, listening. But... Yeah. Yeah, the cookie is great. But now let's let's talk a little bit about what's happening with the Trailmeister, and and I think I saw something about new communications devices for trail riders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I, for years I've carried those satellite communicator things. You know, we've talked about them at length. And right. um, and I don't know that how much longer those kind of things are going to be sticking around, quite frankly, uh, because they're just ones and zeros, you know, just, just electronic bits and bobs in there. And the Apple iPhones, the new ones, for model number, I haven't, the latest model. I've got the a 14 flavor. Pro. I have a, I have a Pro 14, yeah. Well, Gary, you have you have tax issues that I'll only dream of if you can have that fancy thing. So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So with the new Apple 14 series, they okay. can actually you know they've been able to receive signals from satellites forever. That's how the GPS works, you know, on, okay. on the maps. But with the new 14 series, they can talk to the satellites. Really? Uh, and it, really. It's, it's magic, man. Um, wow. So they can actually, they have a satellite uh, transceiver. It, it can transmit to the satellites. And Apple is using it right now as part of their SOS package. So if you wanted to, to test it, please don't. Um, okay. You would like, however you 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 um, set off the SOS. I think I think they the SOS thing comes on automatically if you drop it or something like that. You know, if you if you're like in, a, in an accident kind of deal. Right. So right. and then it will ask you like a million times, "Are you sure?" Uh, and and say, you know, no, please please don't send this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it will talk to the satellites uh, for right uh-huh. now. Apple is not charging for the service, uh, but it, it, so when you when you when you fire up that feature, uh, it talks to the Global Star satellite constellation, which is the same constellation that uh, the Spot devices operate on. You know, okay. so it's a it's a um, you know known, established, you know, reliable um, satellite network. And then your message would then be uh, relayed from that satellite to a, I don't know, call it a call center, um, who would in turn um, ask, you know, what, what's the nature of the emergency and if they should contact uh, emergency services for you. It's really, wow. really nifty, wow. I think. Wow. Yeah. Well, and I, that's I, all... I must say that, that this phone does more things than I have figured out how to do. You know, you know, I'm but, still uh, stuck on, on like the 11 or 12 model. <laughs> well, I went <laughs> it has the so many things that I don't know how to operate. I just, yeah, I just wore the 11 out, so I had to get a new phone, and I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and get the Pro. But uh, but they are pretty nifty. So yeah, go ahead and take I mean, the plunge. They, you know. Yeah, they are truly uh, one stop um, fits all now. But uh, the Apple, you don't have to be an, an Apple person to take advantage of this. Later this year, T-Mobile and Starlink, you know, the, uh, the, the uh, satellite Internet people, Elon Musk right. company, right. Starlink, right. 
they have announced an initiative that's supposed to come in later this year that bypasses the Global Star Satellite Constellation and is going to link up with the uh, Starlink satellites, and you can just use your regular Android phone. Wow. How that's going to work, wow. I'm not smart enough to understand, um, but they announced that that will be coming downrange later this year. So just regular cell phones but not have to rely on that cell tower. I think that is truly a game changer. Wow, wow, wow. Well, you know, we were I was talking with uh, one of our daughters the other day about how things will change for them in the next 50 years. And she oh, said, yeah. well, you've already seen those kind of changes. And I said, yeah. You know, when I got the first cell phone that I had, <clears throat> that thing was the size of a brick. And, mm-hmm. and just as heavy. Yeah, yeah. And now we've got these phones that will just do everything. And I very seldom use my computer. I don't have to. I just, it's all in my phone, all in my hands. Yeah. So pretty cool. It is something. Uh, technology, you know, for all its, all its problems, you know, it's pretty, pretty nifty as, as well. So, but yeah, those are things coming, coming down the way. Okay. All right. Well, I was curious when you were talking about that in your newsletter, which is great. And by oh, the way, how you. can people how can people get your newsletter? I'll just ask that while I'm talking about it. Well, there you go. Um, they they would have to uh, just visit the the website uh, trailmeister.com, and on every page there's a sign up for the newsletter box on the upper right hand side. Make it easy as oh. possible. All right. And that is yeah. Trail Meister, T-R-A-I-L-M-E-I-S-T-E-R, Trail Meister. Exactly. The German spelling. <laughs> the German spelling on that. So, yeah. Uh, so another thing that you had in the newsletter that I was curious about was uh, no round pins. Training yep. with a round, without a round pin. So yep. how do we do that? Get yourself a little rope <laughs> and go in circles. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I've, I've always – I, I still want a round. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, attach it to the, to, to, to the halter. Uh, and, you know, I've wanted you – know, well, heavens, you go to an expo, you go to a trainer, and they always have the round pin that they're working in. Well, mm-hmm. you know, unlike you folks that have the – iPhone 14 Pro, I can't afford yeah. those one of those big fancy round pins. And okay. So, so, and I just never understood. I mean, when people talk about groundwork, I, and I thought groundwork for the longest time was let's run in circles. I, I truly thought uh-huh. groundwork at the time was let's run them in circles and get them tired. <laughs> right. That's right. how it was explained to me. Uh, I've since come. To, to not believe that, I think groundwork is about getting them to listen to you. Um, mm-hmm. And since I don't have that round pin, I don't have that that option to just, well, I guess I could connect them to the rope and run in circles. But instead, what, I, what has worked really, really well for me, others' mileage may vary, of course, is, you know, uh, I, I, I do groundwork. Since I'm, you know, in the barn, 
because I'm 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 I'm, I'm fragile. And when it's raining, I, I I can't get wet. So we'll do groundwork in the barn. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, next to the the hay and the hay pile and the tractor. Um, yeah. And we'll go go outside. But my groundwork anymore is about hey, you, let, let, let's listen to each other, and let's see how little I can do. Uh, my goal is is to really enable my inner laziness and and be able to control my critters with a thread. That that's my goal. Not there. Okay. But that's the goal. Okay. And so we'll go out and we'll do everything from, you know, let's back up one step. Let's go forward one step. Or or pick right. a number. You know, there's three birds flying overhead. Let's go three steps. It's amazing how hard it is to get just three steps. Um, and so we do things like that. We move the fronts. We move the hinds. Uh, and and it's all how how little input do I have to put into, you know, if I want, want one of the mules to, to move their hinds around. You know, I want them right. to, to, to spin on the fore. Uh, how little effort do I have to put in? And when we first start, you know, I'm waving my arms, getting great big, you know, but move that leg. Uh, but now I can pretty much point, and we can take that step. Um, there you go. You know, you know, when I'm working with the critters, Celeste says, you know they don't understand you. I, I think they do, but I'm all the time saying ears, 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 Ellie, ears, Ruger. And that means, hey, listen to me. <laughs> you know, since I have, have, have mules, I say ears. So, okay. um, but, uh, yeah, it's, and, and it's all done without the round pin. Uh, I used to really want the round pin, and I, and I guess in a way I still do. But now I, I think, it's, I, for me, it's a point of pride. I can get a lot done without that big contract contract contraption that would take up a portion of my paddock. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, you know, and again, uh, uh, there are a lot of folks who just don't have one. And, right. Um, you know, you need to still be able to communicate with your with your horse or your mule or your donkey uh, the same mm-hmm. way. I want to come back in just a minute uh, and, and talk a little bit more about why it is important to do the groundwork and how that translates to being under saddle. But I want to take Perfect. a look to a song Mary Kay right now. Uh, bless her heart. She's got the flu, Robert. But oh, uh, she thing. did this she did this when she didn't have the flu and it's one called Roundup in the Spring. We'll be back in just a moment on Saddle Up America to talk more with our good friend Mr. Robert Eversoll. <laughs>
hear the Broncos neighing. I could hear the Cowboys sing. And I'd like to be in Texas for the Roundup and the They sat and listened carefully to each word he had to say. They knew the old man said there'd been a top hand in his day. They asked him for a story of his time out on the range. Slowly he removed his hat, then quietly. Seen and stampede all the hills, do you think they'd never stop? I've seen them run for miles and miles till their leaders drop. I was foreman of a carriage that's a calling of a king. And I'd like to be in Texas for the roundup in the I could see the cattle grazing or the hills at early morn. And I could see the campfire smoking at the breaking of the dawn. And I could hear the broncos neighing. I could hear the cowboys sing. And I'd like to be in Texas for the roundup in the spring. I'd like to sleep my last long sleep with Mother Earth for a bed, my saddle for a pillow, the bright stars overhead. Then I could hear the last stampede and the song the river sings. Way back down in Texas, for the roundup in the spring Though I could see the cattle grazing Or the hills at early morn And I could see the campfire smoking At the breaking of the dawn And I could hear the broncos neighing I could hear the cowboys sing and I'd like to be in Texas for the round of in spring. Round up in the spring, that's Mary Kay Holt, and uh, that is from her album Frontier. You know, Robert, it's not going to be too long till spring. May not feel like it to everybody. It doesn't feel like it. Well, I, I'm having a hard time believing that. But you I'll, y'all take your. What, what's your weather right out there right now? We've talked about Bobby's and mine. What's your weather like? Well, it's a heat wave. It's 33 and raining right now. So oh, it's lick, all that snow is packed down into ice, and it is just nasty. Oh my goodness! My goodness. Well, I told Bobby earlier, I said, you know, it's like 66 today here in Tennessee, in Nashville, uh, oh with my. thunderstorms. But tomorrow, oh. it's 
supposed to be in the 30s with snow. So that's kind of the way it goes here in Tennessee. Yeah, it's it's winter. It'll, it'll be well, what it'll be. But but the days are getting longer. What is it? An, an extra minute and a half of sunlight each day? Every day. Every day. I yeah. can tell. I every day that it's getting lighter so that's kind of cool just a little bit but, yeah uh, yeah but anyway we were talking about uh the groundwork with the outer round pin <clears throat> and for folks that are listening that may not be that familiar with the benefits of groundwork tell us what those are when you get in the saddle i think if they've helped keep me out of the hospital i guess is the shortest way to put it uh, <laughs> you know i i think uh so so my, my my dear friend ty evans uh yeah he he before i met him i did not understand groundwork like i said i thought okay. it was let's just get them worn out like kind of like a, like my marines you know if you want to be silly fine you can work you can be strong <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. if you're going to be stupid, you will be strong. <laughs> and oh, that was God. just how it was. Uh, that's how I thought of it, of groundwork with, with my horses and mules. And then, then Ty came along, and he has a saying that I've really taken to heart. If you can't lead them on the ground, why on earth do you think you can c- control them in the saddle? Mm-hmm. And that just mm-hmm. really, really stuck with me. I mean, if, if, if you can't, if, if if they're a monster on the ground, I've got less control in the saddle than I do on the ground. <laughs> I mean, if That's we true. think about it, we're just the That's naked true. monkey. Um, That's true. And so. I hate to think about it that way, but that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I hated to think <laughs> about it, too. <laughs> um, but so with that in, in mind, like, oh, maybe there's. Maybe maybe my safety is, is is worth doing this. I'm not going to tell you I like, you know, standing on the ground when it's hot and nasty, and you know, like the the, the mules get fed for me to ride them, <laughs> you know. But I want those rides to be good quality rides, and I really think that groundwork goes into it. Uh, yeah. I can tell a big difference. So this time of the year, you know, like I mentioned earlier. I'm I'm fragile, and I don't want to go out when it's snowing and sleeting and icing and, and raining. That's just no fun. I'd rather sit by the fire or go in the shop and make sawdust. So right. this time of the year, I don't tinker with my mules nearly as much as I should. I try to get my five ten minutes a day, and that's that's about it. Um, and my 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 gelding mule Ruger, my John mule, he, God bless him. He has me trained, but he gets kind of pushy uh, during this time of the year because I'm not I'm not asking him to, to do a whole lot, but I'm I'm the bringer of food, and and sometimes I just think he's feeling that that is my only thing to bring him food, and you know on his terms. <laughs> so so you know when the pushiness Let's turn this gets around. Yeah. yeah, when the pushiness gets gets to where, gosh darn it, Ruger, I'd really rather be in in, in the house by the by the by the by the wood stove, but I guess we got to play. So, all right, let's let, let's work. Let let's 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 make sure you remember, you know, who 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 the boss should be. <laughs> right. And so, right. and it's it, and it's not nothing. It's 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 certainly not running in circles. Um, it's hey. 
turn, turn that left hip. All right, very good. Now let's turn the right. Very good. All right, let's go in a circle and turn to the inboard in and stop. It's just reminding them, hey, you know, I, I really need to listen to this, this weirdo on two feet. Uh, and it goes so, so far. And when I'm actually really good about going out and tinkering and playing, it truly becomes a game. Uh, right. And, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of a dance on the ground between me and my, me and my critters. Uh, right. But I can tell a huge, huge difference when I work with them um, and, and when I don't. Uh, and, yeah, I just – I think it is one of the best things that we can do with our critters, just hands down. And like any of my other well, topics, it's not exactly fun or sexy, but by golly, it works. <laughs> well, actually, I've always enjoyed groundwork with my with my horses, and uh, and then of course I spend a lot of time in the saddle, just doing exercises as well too. You know exactly everything uh, that we do on the ground, we can replicate in the saddle. That's right. That's right. And, and you do all of those things so that when you get out on the trail, you can accomplish what you want to do, and that's to, to enjoy riding and come back safely. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. When does your um, expo season start up for you? Like in two heartbeats. Uh the end of February is the Rocky Mountain Expo, and that'll be the the, the, the first first good size one. Uh, I have some smaller private clinics before that, but the Rocky Mountain Expo uh, starts on the 24th, I believe, of February, end of February. Um, okay. So I'll be there for that, doing a, a cinch clinic there immediately after Rocky Mountain. So that will be fun. Wow. Yeah. You just really gotten good with those cinches, my friend. I'm telling I don't know you. that I've gotten good with the cinches. No, you've gotten I'm, good. <laughs> thank you. I, I, I really enjoy – I do enjoy making them because it saves me a lot of money. So I can save up for that iPhone 14 Pro. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it. I, I like showing people how they too can save money and get a better product than what's available off the rack. I, yeah. I like that a lot, especially for people that have hard-to-fit critters, uh, to be able to, hey, you know, show somebody that, that they, you know, without a whole lot of fuss, they can make their own tack uh, and have that cinch that fits right in the spring and, the, and another fish, cinch that fits right in the summer, you know. Um, and, and and they don't have to go through that whole galling, you know, thing and, and rubs and sores. I, I I really enjoy helping people out like that. So oh, that's so yeah. So have that and yeah, that's actually what I'm doing right now. Um, I'm out in the shop and uh, just finished uh, making sawdust on the router. Routers scare me. That spinny spinny blade just scares me so <laughs> well you know I, i've seen some of the things on uh, on your facebook page uh 
and and I've just got to say, I mean, not only do you make the beautiful looking cookies, I'll tell you how they are later if I ever get one, but they look beautiful. <laughs> uh, but you're also very skilled with the what is it, shadow boxes and some other things that you're doing. Yeah, well, it's, it's winter has just lasted a long time this year. I think it just came early, um, and you know, so wanted to do something, you know, creative. Um, and so I've been making the shadow boxes, just having a great time with them. I'm so so the shadow boxes came about. Uh, I like to take pictures when Celeste and I go on trips, and you know and I, like most people, I'm really bad about actually getting them framed and up on the wall. So I yeah. thought, yeah. I, I am going to try to make. I, I guess I saw them online or something, but it's a, a three-dimensional picture. And so I, I take a picture of some place we've been, and I kind of sketch out over it, you know, with the, the with the foreground and the mountain ranges and stuff like that. And then right. I cut out each of those layers, and each of those layers get stacked on top of each other in a frame. And, wow. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I've been having a really, really good time with that. I'm not an well, artist I mean, at all, but is, I've been enjoying yeah, it. I mean, yeah, some of the stuff that you're doing, I mean, it's just beautiful. And it's like, golly, Robert, oh, where have you been you. hiding all this talent for so long, you know? <laughs> on top of a mule. <laughs> On top of you, okay. yeah, I've been hiding there. So, uh, but yeah, I've I've really been enjoying it, and it, and it's nice to see you know, like you know, I put the picture online and stuff, and you know, people have been, you know, they, they've been very very complimentary, which is very 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 nice. And so I wanted to do I wanted to do these pictures for Celeste, um, and I I put the picture on the Facebook, and. Uh, some lady said, "Hey, I really like that. I'd like to buy it." So Slug uh, yeah, still doesn't have one say, on the wall yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. I started to say, "How long is she going to have to wait before she gets hers?" But uh... oh heavens! So, but I'm working on 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 one right now. So once I get these uh, these central looms together for the for the classes, I'll 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 get back to work on Celeste. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you now. What is the best way for people to reach out to you uh, if if they would like to have you come and do a cinch clinic for them, or if uh, some of the expos would like to find you and have you come speak at an expo? What's the best they way can, for them to reach out and find you? They can just go to the website trailmeister.com. There's a uh, Trailmeister Clinics or, or Trailmeister Speaking button all the way at the very top of every page and that has all sorts of contact information and information about the cinch clinics and upcoming clinics and how to get a hold of me so yeah that's probably the best way and if they would like to have a shadow box or cookies <laughs> oh i i don't know that they got to be pretty darn special for that oh gosh that is so cool that is so cool Robert, I you know, I forgot to tell you when we first started this thing, but happy new year to you. This is the first show for a brand well, new year. Thank you very much. And the same to both of you. It's just a joy to chat. I know well last month I you were you were someplace last month I believe, weren't you? Uh, yeah, um 
No, I think I was ill or, last month. Oh, yeah. you might have had um, cataracts. Surgery. Uh, yeah, I may have been having surgery or something. It was oh. kind of cool. I mean, I'm not going to talk about illnesses, but I've had COVID twice, and then I had cataract surgery on both eyes, and then came down with stinking flu. So we are oh, back in the saddle <laughs> and rolling. You know? It only gets better from here. <laughs> yeah, it's got to get better. And, you know, I think I had everything, you know, in December. But uh, anyway, always, always so much fun to have you on the show. And I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, we're starting our ninth year, maybe. I something like that. It, it's gone quick, and wow. it's, I don't know. For, for me, it's just a joy to, you know, get on the phone once a month and just just chat. I think it is just the berries, and hopefully, we've helped a few few people along the way. Well, I oh, think I'm so. sure. I, I think so. But anyway, we look forward to seeing you next month and uh, and wish you the best with your cinch clinics and with your expo season coming up and and, and now shadow boxes and cookies. Robert, so <laughs> there we go. The baker. I think Mary, I think uh, Bobby has declared you are a baker now. So <laughs> it's a title I'm proud to hold. There you go. There you go. All right. Talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you. All right. Take care. Be healthy. Bye-bye now. All right. See ya. This is Sid Masters. It's south of the border. We'll be back in just a moment. South of the border, down Mexico way. That's where I fell in love when the stars above came out to play. Now as I wander, my thoughts ever stray, south of the border, down Mexico way, she was a picture in old Spanish lace, just for a tender while I kissed the smile upon her face, cause it was fiesta. Thoughts ever 
Requested songs, it's sort of like Miss Kitty for Claudia and I got. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, he had shared about the first time, first and ever time he performed at Elko, and I thought, you know, if he did fry and bacon in the nude at Elko, that that might not have gone over so good. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know, we need to get Sid back on the show. By the way, it's been a while since he's been on, so we need to. Well, I'll we take care of that. I'll take care of that. All right. But anyway, it's such a fun show today, talking with Claudia and visiting with her. And it's been really cool, you know, because um, uh, we started the uh, uh, International Western Music Association's Tennessee chapter. And because of that, we've gotten to spend more time with Claudia and a lot of our other friends bringing people into that. But, uh, yeah, she's really really a neat young lady. But she had, she had planned on that uh, Facebook Live thing, and, uh-huh. and she had her water pipes that froze and then bursted. And she was telling me, she said, "I, you know, I've just had water all over the place." And she said, "My my washing machine froze up." And I said, "Really? You know, I've <laughs> never heard of that before." But anyway, and then Robert is always fun, so I'm going to send him my address and see if he actually sends me any of those cookies. Well, he, he ought to be he ought to be making you know cut out cut out cookies are not for Christmas only, you know. That's true. So that's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Well, what's going on with Out West? Uh, well, let's see. We're doing what we normally do: adding some products and moving things around, and. Um, of course, our Rendezvous with a Writer uh, radio program that will air tonight. Our guest is a Western mystery writer. We both enjoyed the book very much, White Sands Gold. And our guest is, um, his na- name is Mike Turiano. And I think he's going to be a really fun guest. And, you know, we're really enjoying um Jim Jim is really enjoying the opportunity to sit at the mic, and I, I oh, have to say great. I'm so impressed. He's reading the book a week, and he's excited about questions, <laughs> and he's he's doing you know research. This book takes place in in um, 1890 in the White Sands Las Cruces area of New Mexico, and so he's been reading in Wikipedia and looking at maps of White Sands, and you know it's just really fun. We're having a great time. Um, with this oh, new project. Great. That is great. That is great. I do want to mention to folks that are listening out there that uh, uh, I'm on the board with the Mustang Heritage Foundation. And so uh, next Wednesday, or next Thursday, in Fort Worth, 
in conjunction with the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo, we're having our Mustang Magic event. And uh, you can go to mustangheritagefoundation.org and find out more about that. But uh, the Mustang Magic is just a phenomenal event that's taking place out there. We'll have Mustangs that will be available at auction. And uh, we look for new homes for Mustangs all the time. But this is a great opportunity to find some that have already been started and are under saddle. And uh, and what these what these invited trainers have done with these horses is just pretty amazing. So an event that you want to make, that's Mustang Magic, and that's taking place at the Fort Worth uh, Stock Show and Rodeo at the Will Rogers Coliseum. And that begins next Thursday through Saturday in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, that kind of just about wraps things up, Bobby. Do you have any closing thoughts for today? I have one from Tina Turner. You must All love right. and care. Yes, girl. <laughs> yeah. You must love and care for yourself because that's when the best comes out. Oh, that's great. That is, that is great. Uh, there are a lot of people that talk about taking care of themselves this year uh, where mm-hmm. they haven't. So I think that's great. Hey, next week we've got Kristen Harris that will be on the show joining us for the Campfire Cafe. Uh, she was Entertainer of the Year and Female Performer of the Year again with the IWMA uh, in, in this this past 2022. And then Mark Bolander with uh, Bolander Horse Park is going to be joining us in Saddle of America. And we'll be talking about the Interma- International Mountain Trail Competition out there so we've got a big show lined up for next week we look forward to having you come back and join us you can find us live at equestrianlegacy.net or as many many people do you can find the archive podcast on apple podcast iHeartRadio, spotify and itunes and other podcasts out there as well so bobby we'll see you next thursday on the radio Sounds like a plan. All right. We're going to close out this show with a great song from the late Mr. Don Edwards. It's called Riding Down the Canyon. We'll see you next week on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When evening chores are over at our ranch house on the plain And all I've got to do is lay around I saddle up my pony I ride all down the trail To watch that desert sun go down Right down the To watch the sun go that no artist ever white face can on the mountain trail I hear a coyote whine for his Cactus plants are blooming 